Yes! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Go Live, the Saturday evening talk show where we talk about gaming with you, our lovely viewers, amazing guests and content creators, Acer and me. Hi, this is brought to you by Game on Daily. Thank you so much. Smash the like button. It's going to be, as always, an incredible show. And if you're listening to us on Spotify and Google Play, thank you so much. Thank you for listening in. This is going to be like ASMR for your ears, if you like screeching. And a man whose voice has one been described as unisex. That's me. I get ridiculed all the time for it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining. You know what the format of the show is. We have to get to the introductions. We've got one gentleman who's making his debut into the show. And we're going to get into his spicy takes on some topics. But before we do, let me introduce my partner in crime who is looking to me a lot better sounding a lot better how are you acer have you recovered? See, you say that because we haven't spoken i don't sound a whole lot better but i have recovered a lot <laughs> excuse me and uh, oh. and actually yeah no thank you like everyone that said nice things during the live show last week and in the comments and on twitter and all the rest of it wishing me well i am well now covid is still just tickling my throat because it's a little bastard but apart from that we're good we're good let's get on with it <laughs> it does last a while i'll tell you that the cough the dreaded cough last week so hopefully you you'll cover soon but it's good to have you back i can see some life and color in your face it's your back starting to come back to normal so i'm glad you didn't have the mm. worst of it returning to the show jason ronald's son it is wondering touch how you doing brother it's always a pleasure to have you on here man thank you i had the pleasure of being on your incredible show uh and now you're here it's good and it's nice yes <laughs> always a pleasure being here it's always good fun um looking forward to getting this first time uh podcast along with uh bg so uh shout out to you brother uh Looking forward to some some spicy takes today. I expect it from from both BG and Gaz. So we'll see how this goes. Yes, yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. This show is not all about pandering. We like critical discourse. Why do you think I got BG here? Although me and BG disagreed here and there, but it was mm -hmm. healthy discussion. Normally, it's a lot of shit flinging with people I dis disagree with, but with BG, it's been quite good. But hopefully, hopefully we can have some shit flinging because I like swimming in the sauce. BG, thank you so much for coming on here, man. It's a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing, brother? Hey, man, I'm good. Thanks for the invite. Um, yeah, for those who know me, I guess, BG, Broken Games HDR, do Weapon Wheel podcasts, a wild you know, Savage, Unruly podcast on Sundays with a whole bunch of other degenerates, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, if you want, check us out on Sundays. And, um, yeah, I got plenty of mild takes. You know, people say my my takes are spicy. I think they're mild. I think they're pretty mild. In my I opinion. think they're pretty mild. I've seen your stuff. Um, they're not overly spicy, but because it's dissenting opinion, people take it the wrong way. I've already seen some comments there because we seem to have a strong Xbox following as well on our show. Let's be honest. And that's mostly thanks to me being, uh, well, bloody blithering Xbox. But um, also we do like critical discourse here. So it's really good to have you on here. We always have this BG when every time we have a new guest, we kind of very quickly touch into what, Talk about yourself, your your content and your journey in the content creation space. How would you summarize your content to people who may have not seen you before? 
man, I, I was on YouTube in two since 2013. Wait, no, oh, wow. 2008, 2008, actually. Yeah, because oh, I was, I started, yeah, I started my first year of college. Um, now was all the way back in 2008, just because I was bored. That's when YouTube was young and there were no real like communities. And, you know, it wasn't what it is now with with so many people. It wasn't as saturated. I just started then, you know, making videos and stuff like that, because I was like, I just, you know, was bored one day in my dorm room and saw people making videos on gaming. And I'm like, I'm good at games. I could do this. And then I just started and. I think like I started with like uh, Fight Night. I think that was like the first game that I like kind of covered, and then did some Uncharted games, Uncharted Two, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, just went from there. You know, gathered gathered a following from there, and um, just never stopped. You know, ever since. So I've been on here too damn long. I'm like, a, I feel like I'm <laughs> an old head around here. <laughs> nah, man, you're we're we're the old heads here. Even though we've been doing this for about a year and a half, maybe two years now, feel like we've been old, been on and off watching from from the sidelines. But it's uh, it is an interesting space. It has changed a lot. You do mention that it's saturated, and even we are mm -hmm. finding that as being relatively new entrance into the space. But it is what it is. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. We have a few topics here. Uh, and you can see from the title of the topic this week. And one of the primary reasons I wanted BG here is to discuss this topic, because I think we have a disagreement on this whole value thing. And the Last of Us Part 1, which is the remake of The Last of Us. Things happened. I know we talked about this last week, but since then, there were some leaked, purported leaked footage, uh, footage of the Last of Us remake, and that kick-started off a lot of things. Be, um, before, prior to this leak, BG, you and I were kind of disagreeing with each other. You had the view that you said, look, if you don't like it, don't buy it. We need to stop talking about the $70 thing. And my disagreement is we shouldn't stop talking about it. We should continue critiquing it. I don't see a good reason why we should stop talking about it. And I still maintain that. I don't understand mm -hmm. why we should stop discourse on it. Unless, of course, you think the, there's no value in that. Do you want to embellish on that? Or has your position changed? Because you did have some scathing remarks of, not scathing, but criti criticisms of Naughty Dog and PlayStation. Mm -hmm. But for different <clears throat> reasons as well. But perhaps you want to... Lay your position out there. Yeah, my stance was never that I think games should be $70 or shouldn't be $70. It's just that whatever it's established to be, you know, I don't think no amount of discourse is really going to affect it, right? Because, I mean, even last generation and the generations before when games were $60, there were people who even then felt like, even said then there's no game worth $60, right? So I just feel like the $70 conversation, it's just continuing from the $60 conversation. And I, the, the industry isn't going to go back, you know, because the once the, the $70 price, you know, uh, default price as at this point is just going to be, you know, accepted and adapted by the whole industry. And I don't think no amount of complaining we do is really going to, you know, make them change that because unless they feel it in their wallets, you know, at their bottom line, mm. nothing is nothing is really going to change. So and so I just don't see any point in discussing it, you know, um, 
and and it's like an ongoing discussion, right? I understand like it being brought up once in a you know once or twice when it initially happened, but I just don't see any point now because I feel like for me at least when it comes to any other product outside of gaming, I don't complain about the price. If I feel it's not worth it, I just don't buy it. But I feel like I feel like because gamers look at gaming as their hobby, they kind of put gaming in this special category where if the price is if the price increases or the price is something they don't they they they, they disagree with, they go on this campaign to talk about it and it, it becomes this long and drawn good out thing. like dead beaten horse, you know? I mean, but shouldn't you side with the consumer all the time? I'm I don't think gaming is the only uh, medium where uh, people are critical of price increases. Uh, you see in all sorts of things, but don't don't you think the Last of Us being at the forefront of this discussion has some relevance? Because this is a remake, um, mm -hmm. and let's establish this. I've seen a lot of wild takes saying it's not a remake; it's a remaster of a remaster. That's bullshit. It, this is a remake. They've done a lot of work there. That I don't think you can deny. Oh, some people may, but. The Last of Us comes front and center on this because this seems a little bit more egregious on the price tag. For me personally, and I will say this again, if you think there's value in it, go for it. I'm, who am I to dictate whether or not you think that price is justified? I don't like the sentiment being shut down. I don't agree that there's no value in it. And I also would put forward that BG, in this case, The Last of Us remake is at the forefront of that discussion because that's kind of stretching out, like it's pushing the boundaries of what's justified to the point where even you made a video before your last one where you thought, mm, this is a bit sketch. The remake, uh, the gameplay footage has come out. seems a bit, con well, conservative con considering the price. Yeah. Yeah. With my, my issue with um, The Last of Us remake uh, wasn't really... You know, with the price, because like I said, if I, I, it's been, you know, we've said a whole bunch of times, you know, value is subjective. There's going to be somebody who feels like it's worth $70. There's going to be people who who feel like it, it isn't right. And they're entitled to that. I just feel like, listen, there's a lot of ways around that. You could wait. Games go on sale like in a, like in a month. The Last of Us remake is going to be on sale like in a month or two. Guaranteed it's going to go down to $50. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm so that's like there's other ways to get around it if you don't agree that it's $70. So that's why I personally don't care to engage in the $70 conversation. I just feel like it's a it's that's why I feel like it's a pointless conversation because it's it's not going to yeah. change. I mean, there are certain cases of of uh publishers uh changing once they feel backlash. Like uh what was it? I think Metal Gear Solid Grounded uh Grounded that was like the prequel to 5. They mm -hmm. went back and changed that from I think it was like fifty dollars to to forty. Once people found out the game was like thirty dollars, so there are instances of change happening. Even with battle with um, not battlefield battle uh, battlefront um, with the microtransactions. Okay. So backlash oh, yeah. sometimes yeah. does work, right? But seventy dollars, I. I don't think it's something we're gonna, you know, get get away from because the industry has kind of adopted it. As far as Last of Us remake, my issue with that is mostly the communication that PlayStation seems to have this weird strategy of wanting to withhold information that's only to their detriment, right? I there are some things that I think should be included in the remake. 
um, that don't necessarily that don't necessarily seem like they're all the way there, even though that video they put out um, addressed some things like AI and 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 uh, a few a few other features like physics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just the communication part of it that that I don't like and how they're handling the rollout of the game. But I can I can understand you know how people may feel like it's not worth you know seventy dollars. I have no no problem with that. You know the multiplayer is missing. They're doing a standalone multiplayer. Um, people don't feel like it's all the way what a a justifiable seventy dollar remake is. And I can and I can understand that. That's not what I have a problem with. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Before I go into you, Dutch, and get your view on that and whether you have any dissenting opinions on this, let's just quickly touch on what The Last of Us remake is. So this, um, sorry, what the blog post this released this week said. So this is very strange, and I, in my opinion, quite uncharacteristic of Sony, very reactionary. And I think, BG, you touched upon this in your last, the last video, which was great, and you were talking about your frustration at how Naughty Dog's handling their messaging. They obviously sat on this trailer for a while. And they released this at 8 p.m. your time, uh, which is quite weird, on a Thursday yeah. or Friday. Um, uh, so... Might be Thursday, actually, but I don't know. Um, But it says, um, so over here, with the PS5's powerful hardware, drives a host of visual benefits. Ray tracing isn't one of them. Um, But from denser physics with tons of bumpables and chippables. You can see a lot of chip damaged and pillars when they're getting shot, so bullets rip apart. Concrete and environmental objects. Cinematics now transition seamlessly. Yeah. Motion matching technology means the character animations flow more convincingly. That one is going to be, uh, by the way, when that releases, people are going to take the piss with those comparisons intuitively and realistically, or adding another layer of believe- believability to the character. So that's basically animations. Further, this is to me the big one. AI upgrades means that characters inhabit the world in a more authentic and realistic way, such as and bold body characters navigating cover to avoid enemy NPC sightlines more authentically. If you played the first one, this was my biggest bugbearer with The Last of Us. They have touted, and ND touted it like it was revolutionary AI for this game. But when it came out, I was just bummed by Ellie just breakdancing in the middle of the bloody enemy sightline. They would just ignore her. And a lot of games do that. But they're looking to, and they showed it in the thing that's playing right now, uh, that, you know, the AI have a smart kind of, the buddy will kind of predict not predict all no actually where the other enemies are and move away out of cover to not to break the immersion uh so a lot of it it's that then they talked about other things like permadeath mode speed run mode which i, I don't think a lot of people apart from those who are speedrunners like jeff grubb uh, will care about but other accessibility options oh, accessibility access, accessibility options are great they just need to be more standard and i don't think they need to attract a premium but that's my view on it Dutch, you heard BG. He said, doesn't think there's utility in discussing the $70 price tag because it's highly unlikely, and I think he's right, that it's going to change. In fact, Microsoft may take follow suit. So what's your take on it, um, on this whole issue? Um, I agree on the on the the likelihood that debating it in on mass is going to get it to change. It's it's highly unlikely. Um, that the price will change. I think the only time that it, it will change is if it's a case of en masse, people just don't buy it at its retail price and wait for a sale, in which case you're more likely to see that game reduce um, in price 
over a course of a couple of months because people haven't bought it and then pick it up for a higher amount later down the line, sorry, a lower amount later down the line and thus mm-hmm. getting their saving. And either way, the sales still go up. You still get the same amount of people buying the game just later than release date. Um, but in terms of value, um, I also agree. Obviously, value is subjective. However, my debate's never been on the value to a person. It's mm. the value of the game and whether or not the game in itself is worthy of the price tag that it holds. Mm-hmm. Um, not whether or not it's subjective to a person, because what you could again, you could you could show it as an example a shiny Pokemon card that's like rare, one <laughs> in one thousand Charizard or something. Someone's going to pay millions to get that card. But to me, that holds no value anyway. I don't want mm. that card. I've got no benefit in having it, so I'm not going to buy it. I'm a. But to yeah. another person, that is all, almost worth that money, whatever it is. So, of yeah. course, pricing is always going to be subjective. On the flip side, though, you have to have a look in comparatively against what other games have done in terms of remakes for the money that they charge. And you yeah, have a look at the likes point. of remake of uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3, uh, which significantly changed the game, changed the gameplay style, uh, changed the actual game in itself in terms of some of the areas you go to have changed, some of the locations have changed, they've changed the map up a little bit. So it's actually a remake, a full remake. Mm-hmm. Um, on this case, it's a it's a bit of a different situation because the game's already been out on the PlayStation 3. It was then remastered for the PlayStation 4, and it's now being remade for the PlayStation 5. So it's, it's in its third iteration. Um so I can understand The Last of Us and and some of the people that are calling out the price tag. Um, and me, one of them, I don't believe it warrants having $70 simply because it is the third iteration of exactly the same story that everybody's already played. And even when mm. you're talking about new people that are coming into the platform from mm. PlayStation, it's not like the original remastered edition of The Last of Us 4 has disappeared. That's still mm. readily available to purchase and play. Mm-hmm. So if anybody hasn't already played it, they can go and play it now. I understand those who want to have the best version of it and people that have never played it before and have a PlayStation 5 picking it up. That's fair enough. That's a different story altogether because those people mm. are brand new to the game. They've never played the game before. So paying $70 for that might feel more of a justification for them because they're like, listen, I've never played the game. I don't know what it's about. I don't know the story. Etc. Yeah. Etc. That makes sense. That's fine. Yeah. But and for I, returning I, players, mm-hmm. like like BG or myself or Gaz, anyone who's played this, maybe he's played it twice or three times over already on previous generations. I think the seventy dollar price tag's a little bit egregious for what it is. I understand they've got it on the new engine. I understand it looks extremely pretty. I understand they've added uh, new particle physics for for breaking objects and shattering walls and whatnot. But there's then there's like this scene that was on screen there, they removed yeah. the crowd. Um, normally, there's in, in the first version, there's a crowd running through the streets with you. It's a little bit more believable there, but to get that ambiance and aesthetic that they've got in that scene, they've removed the, the characters from it. it so there's could a little just bit of a be the way they've shot that. They may You may have that. I would reserve yeah. things on that. Yeah, they, we'll they may be the crowd, maybe. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But on, the, on that side, on the... It isn't for me. It's never been on a graphical standpoint because The Last of Us Two is a beautiful game. To be honest, the vast majority of games, and I think everybody can agree this on PlayStation's front, is always 
top and top of the pile when it comes to graphical fidelity or how good the game looks or how, how beautiful it is and the the everything that they do for the games and PlayStation Studios 90% of the time is top level, absolutely top draw. And it is something yeah. that should be benchmarked against because they do put in the work to make sure the games look as good as they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the more mechanical stand front and the gameplay, that is where a lot of people have got their hang-ups because it's like, but how much has it really changed over the first one? The reason mm. I say this is because, of course, the first one, when you go back to it after playing two, is clunky as hell. And mm. we all know it feels clunky as hell, and it needed that that Last of Us 2 gameplay feel. So it felt like the second one, but playing in the first one. And I think that would have drawn more people in, and that's something that we can't tell from a video. I think we mm. can only tell that from playing it, and unfortunately, to play it, you've got to buy it. <laughs> so you'll <laughs> never know. Um but that oh, that's yeah. the hang up yeah. for me is whether or not because again you can you can sweeten something up to to make it graphically outstanding, but the gameplay has got to be right. And if the gameplay mechanics feel like Last of Us One in the Last of Us Two engine, that is the major issue for me. Okay, well, fair enough. And, fair enough. And I just wanted to add, like, you know, mm-hmm. with the in the wake of Resident Evil Two remake and you yeah. know Final Fantasy Seven uh, remake, you know those set the new standard for remakes because you know there are different levels of remakes right yes because before you got before that those games came out there was a time when games were being remade fan bases would be like livid they would be mad if developers changed anything like gameplay wise or mechanically there was a time where fans were like we don't want you to change anything i just give me my original game you know a one-to-one faithful remake and if you changed yeah. anything, fans would be upset. Now, yeah. with Resident Evil, you know, remake and Final Fantasy, people eyes were opened and they realized, oh, you you can still remake my game yeah. and change a whole bunch of stuff, and and I'll still love it. Before then, people were were absolutely closed minded to it. So I yeah, think, agree. I, I think with so with the Last of Us remake, them not going all the way and making all the mechanical and gameplay changes, this feels like an old way of doing a remake that's kind of like phasing out now, right? Yeah. So that that's that's part of the, you know, the backlash and people not feeling like they're doing enough. Um, and it's a bit close. Yeah. It's close yeah. to home with the remaster. Exactly. I, I think yeah. if, if they never remastered it, if it was just on PS3 and yeah. then this remake came out, I don't think it would be also so much of a backlash. People would understand, but it feels um, revisited too many times because you remastered it on PS3. That's also part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That is, it's the close, yeah. It's like, this is where the people say, we, we, do we need that? Uh, are Naughty Dog's resources better spent mm. elsewhere? They have masses of talent. Um, I don't know how big the team is that's been allocated to doing this. But that price point issue rises again. And Asa, you're, I know you did a video on your own channel to discuss it on your live stream. Um, but one thing that, I keep thinking of is something I've, I've seen very few. If actually the only person I've ever heard talk about this is you, the price point being just stuck on these fixed parameters of 70 and or 50, but they're not dynamic enough. They don't 
kind of match the kind of value. I know it seems like they can get away with as much as they can. What's your take on it? Because you're, uh, I find myself agreeing with you, although I'm not very, not good at explaining what you actually said in the first place. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's, there's a few things in there. So first going all the way back, it was quite a while ago now, but um, BG was saying about not seeing the value in discussions on this topic of the $70, 70 pound price point, And you disagree and think that it is worth the discourse. I would say there's a, there's mm-hmm. a, there's an area between those two stances that is where you'd probably both agree really. And that's that discussion is fine. We're, we're on a podcast and if we can't discuss things, it's going to be a very boring time, but communities are going to discuss <laughs> yeah. things. And what I find missing is just basic humility from a lot of people. When you're discussing mm. the value of this game and your subjective opinion on whether The Last of Us remake is worth it or not to you, there's plenty to discuss. There's loads to discuss and there's no reason not to discuss it. Talk about the factions being taken out. Talk about whether or not you yeah. should have a dodge and a prone button and whether AI remakes and mm. all this chipping stuff is exciting to you or not. Absolutely discuss it. Don't then take yeah. your opinion and try and make a campaign out of it. And the way yes. that I feel The Last of Us $70 dollars discourse has been going is like that far away from a hilarious petition it just needs that, that spark <laughs> that one person who's like oh, i'm gonna set up a petition and all my friends are gonna I'm change sure absolutely it nothing exists. it probably does I'm already sure. exist and it's like just <laughs> discuss it by all means talk to people with a, yeah. a shared interest that's what we're here for but it's not a campaign um the point that you were touching absolutely. on that i like to say in terms of how games should be priced is i feel that the industry particularly the AAA industry um approaches it entirely wrong by setting a price point at any fixed level. And it gets complicated when you consider the retail space, which they desperately need to disconnect from. But when you're setting a price point at the moment, whether it be 70, whether it be 60, whatever a publisher's price is, they set that price and then they build a game to meet it. And that's backwards. That's totally backwards. The industry shouldn't be doing that. They should be talking to their creative people and saying, you've got a game that you want to make, make it make it the best that you can and we'll see what it is and we'll set a fair price well i think the I think content the should dictate that the price and not the other way around go on dutch i was going yeah. to say, yes, to touch on that point as well i think the returnal devs mentioned that they had no control over the price for their own game yeah. and i think that's that in itself becomes an issue i think the developers should have a same which the price point of their game retails at i understand yeah Sony are now their their bosses, but at the at the point of release, they were not. Yeah, uh, and that's not yes good. Yes and no. It's, no. It's, it's a good point. So, Housemark, at the point that they were making their game, yeah, they should have had a lot of say in it and what they were making. But they do have a relationship with the publisher, and developers aren't necessarily best placed to value their own work. So, I can see why the publisher would need to do it, even though I disagree with the way that Sony priced it. If that makes sense. Yeah, 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 100%. yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me hit these super chats. Face, thank you so much. Uh, Face 23, Brooklyn, New York, with the $20 super chat. Very generous. He goes, Let's establish this when it comes to the $70 price tag. 2K games started charging $70 first with the NBA 2K, not PlayStation. I will say, PlayStation as a platform holder taking the charge on that, there's a comment to be made about that. I don't think that's good enough. Uh, and, but, and if Microsoft follows suit, you best believe we'll be there to say, hold on. Because I know what will happen. If it does follow suit, probably will. People are like, oh, it's Sony's fault. They led the charge. Well, Microsoft has big bucks. They can lead with the charge as well. They don't need to keel over. Uh, all this time, we've been giving them 
the praises heaps heaping praise at them for not following suit but when they do better keep that same energy but you're right face uh thank you for that Hoggy, thank you again for another generous $20 super chat. Because with physical items, there's actual cost per unit. Labor, I don't know what that's supposed to be. Transportation and materials, sorry. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. With digital, that's not the case. Literally, get the pun. Um, cost is spread across the number of buyers. We have microtransactions as well. Publisher profits are always going up. No need for increases. I 100% agree with you, Hargit. I see this inflation point brought up so much, yet we're completely ignoring, one, the digital landscape and the pricing just being I've the same. I've never understood the digital pricing. I don't, I don't understand why they, it's matched. I don't. I can understand a physical item because there is a lot of work to go into a physical item being distributed. Yeah. But when it's a digital item, it is on a digital store. It it's on a digital storefront. That mm. even with the physical edition, you have to download the assets anyway. <laughs> like it's there, you still need that connection to download the the day one patches and everything to go with it. So yeah, I don't. I've never Do understood know. the digital price and plan over physical. It makes so no sense to me. Back when they were introducing it, when digital was like fledgling and people weren't that interested in it, they were very weary to not undercut their retail partners because they needed those retail partners to give their consoles and their games mm. flagship space and give them that presence on the market and this was like 15 years ago so i do not yeah. know and i will gladly protest and sign a petition um as to, to why <laughs> it is still the case there is no reason that digital should cost the same as, as physical there's also there's a lot of talk about um whether sony or any other publisher needs to raise a price or not which you know, from our perspective, we always want the price to be low. From a publisher's perspective, it's not about need, it's about how they can get the most money. It's, it's unfortunately the way of the world. So no, of course they don't need to, but if their numbers tell them they're going to get more money that way, which isn't necessarily true, by the way, like there's going to be a point where they go up and people stop buying it and they'll stop going up. But need is just not what drives them, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I do yeah. think uh, there's um, like this effort, right, where I think publishers are trying to like kind of rock you to sleep when it comes to the $70, right? Where yeah. it just becomes normalized to you. Because when you look at Nintendo, right? Nintendo never lowers their price for any, they, they have their like, you know, <laughs> their eShop sales and stuff yeah, like the that. The games that launch for the console are still the same price. <laughs> exactly, like I bought, when I bought, um, Mario Kart 8 came out like what, almost 10 years ago now. And I still bought it like when, when I got my Switch for 60, it's still $60 now if you buy it digitally never dropped in price right and people have just become accepted this is nintendo so they kind of rocked us to sleep it's like okay these are nintendo games they they never dropped their price we know it's it's not okay but what are we going to do about it we accept it and i think that's what other publishers are going to do they're like kind of ignoring it pretending they don't see the backlash there's there is some and just anticipate that people are just going to you know fall asleep and accept that this is the future. This is, you know, how it's going to go. And people are just going to adapt to it, you know? So absolutely. This uh, is un why unless it affects their bottom line. Yeah. Unless it affects their bottom line, which, yeah, we'll see if that actually happens. Exactly. And that's the thing. I don't think it will because, and this is why I say it's important to raise your voice on it. I mean, like I've said, I'm a piece of shit when it comes to this thing. Cause I spend, I'm a absolute uh, sucker for microtransactions. So, but that doesn't mean I can't bemoan them. I having spent a lot of money on loads of games. I can say very rarely, if ever 
ever has the money I've spent worth it. Retrospectively, I wouldn't spend that money in the game, but that's a problem I have. It's like that gambling mechanic. But I still say, talk with it. You can discuss it. You must discuss it. I can't compel other people to vote with their wallet. Well, I can. This is what I'm trying to do when I'm saying, please discuss it. Don't shut the conversation down. I get it, BG, when you get frustrated. People are bringing up a lot of it's console warring. Let's be real. Like the same people mm -hmm. are arguing against it. If it was Xbox, they'd be arguing for it and vice versa, PlayStation, all of that. I do agree with that, but I think it's Fun important to take a stand. Funny enough, what I think is more impactful than just the conversation is like when they can measure it somehow. I, I think YouTube, like even though YouTube has removed dislikes, you can still see them with a, with a web browser extension. Mm -hmm. I feel like historically when something gets a lot of dislikes on YouTube, that seems to drive some type of reaction from these, from these companies more That's than they us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, more than us having conversations on, you know, YouTube or Twitter or anything. When they see like it's a million dislikes and only a few thousand likes, I that for some reason, because I guess it it affects the you know the optics more, they'll react to that though. And the, this and the remake uh gameplay and feature videos do you know it does have a good amount of dislikes. So it, it's it's possible if those get worse and then that they do react. I, I could see that being possible the problem is not not everyone's going to download that plugin and i know mm -hmm. like cole he's he did he downloaded the plugin someone took a screenshot yeah. and said he had loads of dislikes but i know for the chat yeah, it it's complete bull, uh, bullshit that uh plugin actually got the dislikes wrong you showed it to me um but the, that the, how crazy is that that there should have been a voice that's saying hey youtube and this is what asa you nailed it on the head the reason they removed those dislikes was because of companies not because of they cared about the content creators they tried to coddle their content creators it was the big companies and corporates naughty dog funnily enough is one of the companies that closed all the comments down for the last of us two billion prior to its launch because of the story being leaked and people didn't like that but you're absolutely right and it's just i think it's important we keep talking about it but asa i love your comment in the chat <laughs> um uh, where I actually just voted for the first option there. I'm trying to bring your top <laughs> comment where you said, if Microsoft increases prices, the added bonus of that is increases the value of Game Pass. <laughs> and it'll get spun that um, way. <laughs> you watch. <laughs> yeah, it will probably. It will. It will. That's how crazy the world we live in is. Um, see you there, Fonz. Good to see you there. Um, Cole Eastwood, thank you, man, for the super chat. Because most just believe... It's far too soon for a remake. It's only been nine years. I think that's the main issue. It's been, just feels too soon. Often, and we're getting so many remakes of things, which I'm not really a fan of. Uh, whereas I'd like to see remakes of other games that are really old. Like, you know, come on, like Vagrant Story, man. That was an incredible PlayStation 1 game. Where's the remake for that? Uh, Capcom versus SNK 2, man. At least let us play that. Uh, so many so many games but yeah you're right uh cold shabs thank you so much for the five pounds goes. microsoft goes 70 pounds people have the in incentive to go game pass great show as always shabs did you kind of <laughs> do what asa said uh well no you didn't but there is that game pass incentive that's there um but ultimately the price 
it's still, you know, PU kind of forcing people to go to, to subscribe if that's the argument as well. But I do see your point. Um, Josh Schrank, thank you so much for the Canadian $5. Because what would Microsoft have done if they didn't acquire Bethesda? Even with Bethesda, they've only launched two AAA first party games in over two years. Is it only two? It, well, Microsoft has done nothing we've talked about this in the show like yep. all of it's coming next year right now it's just bs and microsoft xbox's output is absolute dog shit in my opinion uh and i know that pisses uh our xbox fans uh off but what do you want me to do man uh, before before we move on from the last of us thing just really quickly because i don't know mm -hmm. where everyone of this group stands on it and i'll say straight away for me with that game i am not gonna buy it for 70 I, if it got deeply discounted, okay. then I might. Personally, I'm going to wait until it hits PlayStation Plus, which it will eventually, be it one year, be it two. I'm not going to miss out on the story or the multiplayer element, so I've got all the patience in the world. What At what point in time, if you're going to, like what price, what discount, what motivator is going to get you to buy it, BG? Um, so I have a share play partner, um, and like we just take turns just buying, you know, any game that comes out day one. So he's already... Uh, purchased the last of us you know re remake and everything like that if he didn't do it would i buy it yeah i would still buy it at 70 dollars. but you know at the same time people got to understand like i do i do youtube so youtube covers you know i still have a full two full-time job youtube is not my not where i make you know the make the m bulk of my money I have main a bread job. Yeah. yeah right so it's like the rest that i make i have that privilege to just drop money on these 70 dollar games because what i get from youtube is going to cover it anyway so yeah if i didn't do youtube would i i mean i think i still would because gaming is my hobby and i'm not i'm i'm usually anti-waiting i really don't like to wait for any game that i really want to play i rarely ever do it any game i want i pretty much buy it day one and i and i rarely ever wait um yeah so yeah i mean you know like i said i'm just being honest here i would still I would still buy it, but I'm like that with any game across the board, whether it be Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Like I can, I like I, like I bought so many Nintendo games that that I didn't necessarily personally feel like it's worth sixty, but I know Nintendo ain't going to drop the price, so I'm gonna buy it for sixty. So I'm I'm like that way across the board with you know with all games. What yeah. are you Dutch? No, I completely understand. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm personally I'm waiting for it to, to drop price and getting it on PC. Um, I, much like BG, I've got a, a PlayShare partner as well, but um, unless he wants to buy it on PlayStation, which I think is unlikely because, again, he's also played the remaster, um, uh, then it won't be on PlayStation, but I'm not buying it at full price. I don't know what price I'd probably buy it at. I was one of the very lucky ones who managed to get part two in on sale uh, from okay. game in physical for a, a meagre £14. <laughs> it's like less than $20, which is insane. Um, I don't know why they did that. It just went down. It, was, it wasn't even a year after it came out. Um, so I picked it up at that price. Um, but no, I think I think even if it's, say, 40, 50, I'd be happy to, to dive into it at 40 or 50 on PC. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's probably my price for this. It's, there's enough work done to justify 40, 50. Um, but I, but because I've already got it and played it on PlayStation before in its previous version, I don't think I'd jump higher than that. And what about, just a, a little follow-up for you, would you have a similar answer for God of War Ragnarok? 
or is that a day 170? That's that's day one for me only because I loved God of War 2018. Uh, that was my game of the year when it released. Mm-hmm. I platinumed it within the first week it came out um, and was looking forward to this. I'm just... The only thing with Ragnarok is I'm disappointed they're ending it on the second and not having a trilogy like they did with the original God of War trilogy. Um, I just hope the story's great. I know the gameplay is going to be good. Um, I don't know whether or not they're going to have added any extra combat things into it as yet, because from what we've seen, it doesn't look like that. Mm. Um, but that's fair, the that's story fair. is I, I don't want to drill too much into Ragnarok, because I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point when it's coming out. But just uh, yeah. like it's just relevant as another £70 game. What yeah. about you guys for the, think, for the two yeah. titles? Go on, Dutch, please. I think with Rag, this is another thing as well. I think with, with the 70 price tag thing is Ragnarok, is is a new game no one's played that before mm-hmm. uh, understandably there's a price tag to come with a brand new game um with a game that has been there twice before <laughs> i think that's a difference uh, that's why yeah, yeah just establishing because some people obviously have a hard line like i'm not paying 70 for anything and for other people it's a little bit of a softer line it's just i'm not paying 70 oh, yeah. for last of us and either stance oh, fair GT enough how about it i've got but... gt7 at, at 70 and i don't believe <laughs> anybody <laughs> I don't believe anybody when they say they wouldn't pay 70 for anything. Everybody has that one game. So I, I yeah, think yeah. people who say that are complete liars, right? Because oh, everyone's got that one game. Because I know PC dudes who, you know, um, who, who say stuff like, oh, I would never pay $70 for that game, or I would never buy that game day one, or I'm not playing a game under 60 frames. But they have, for example, they'll have this tremendous love for The Legend of Zelda. And when it came out, uh, like Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild was 30 frames when it came out, I believe. Um, Obviously, you know, it's full price. It literally contradicts all of their stances, but they buy it day one because and I and and that's okay, right? Because you're a huge Legend of Zelda fan. You've bought every single one. It's one of those games that one of those series is special to you. So when people say, oh, there's not a game that I would do this for, you're lying. There, there's always an exception for everybody. I think mm. when you're speaking of Nintendo as well, for me specifically, I I have a a much more tougher stance on Nintendo and buying games on that platform because of the fact that they never reduce their games. So the game has to be something special for me to say, yes, I'll get it. Uh, and that's only because I know for a fact that is never coming down in price. <laughs> I know that. So to jump into a game on Nintendo, it's got to be a game that I really love. Um, so much like the Marios and the Zeldas and things like that, they're, they're automatic buys anyway. You're going to get those. You're going to get the Mario carts because that's great fun with everybody, with your friends, etc. There's a lot of value to it. Um, but it definitely, for me on Nintendo, it's definitely much more of a, a tougher think than buying it on any other console. Because I know on any other console, I'll be able to wait a month or wait two months and it'll be there on a sale somewhere. Or I'll be able to pick it up secondhand for cheaper or something like that nintendo's never got that option it's expensive or it's expensive what about yeah. you guys those two games and then you can move the topic on to whatever you want but last of us and the funny thing is, is i might end up buying the last of us day one only because i uh i'm intent on covering it properly uh, i want to do more playstation coverage as well and and this may be a bit controversial but i think naughty dog seemed to get away with quite a bit in terms of how well thing is i've been quite vocal when the first, the last of us came out if you remember they really went 
over and beyond how they described what they were doing with the AI. I fell for it. I was in the hype. I was like, shut up, everyone. The Naughty Dog are changing the game. The AI is so fundamentally different and advanced. I don't see any games doing it. So then, you know what? And then when the game came out, I'm like, what the hell? They can't even see Ellie. So that pissed me off, genuinely. I saw that with Uncharted 4, where they first, they and they talk about in-engine gameplay, where Nathan Drake is coming out of being washed ashore. You see this mosquito and 8K or whatever. But just the visual fidelity was so crazy. And they really benefited from all the hype. This is in-engine gameplay. And gameplay, because the visuals are so good anyway, People forgive them for some, I find, quite misleading statements. But the funny thing is they get away with it because they're the best top and best in class. Uh, so in terms of visuals, because they have, well, uh, I will just also as a takeaway, very quickly digress and say, I always see Naughty Dog weighed up against Rockstar. In my opinion, Naughty Dog is here. Rockstar is here. I just do not agree that Naughty Dog are close to the level of Rockstar. What Rockstar do, they take their time, I get it, but what they do is they create the same visual fidelity in a world and with systems and an open world design that even Naughty Dog can't even dream to uh, to replicate, in my opinion. Controversial, I know, but I will buy both. Um, want to cover it, uh, both games as content creators, we have to. I want to cover more PlayStation stuff. I know people will be side-eyeing me, like, Gaz, doing PlayStation coverage. It's going to be really weighted and biased, but you'd be the judge of that and see how I do it. But yeah, no, good good, good topics on that. Uh, and good question, actually, there at the end. Um, ultimately, is voting with your wallet. I'm not going to be doing that, because slightly extenuating circumstances, because I have to cover it for you guys. And I'm always, always under pressure, like, we're not delivering enough content for... For, for, for people who watch us and subscribers. So really want to get the video content out there. Shout out to 366 people watching. Thank you so much. This has been incredible. I see you shit flinging there. Guys, PlayStation guys have come in because PG's here and Xbox guys don't have to... Actually, you've been pretty guy, uh, good, to be fair, but try not to insult each for other. For the most part, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> the most part. They've been pretty good for the most part. But I get it, it's hard. But disagree nicely, please. Um, sorry to people on, <laughs> on podcasts. You may not be able to watch the chat. It's probably good for you. Um, no, but shout out to them. I also want to read the super chats from Hagi, who makes an excellent point. Um, and I think this is something we really need to demand. And all communities, it's the best of best interest of all communities come together here. Obviously, I doubt this is going to be the rallying call here on Game On Daily on this Saturday evening. But he says, thank you for the $10 super chat. Goes, we don't really have normal market forces with digital. There's collusion amongst all devs and pubs to increase costs without much market consequence. Best we have outside of government intervention is platform holders keeping it low. Spot on. It's only platform holders or one at this at this time, Microsoft, that's keeping it low. There's a massive fear that eventually it'll follow suit because third parties are getting away with it. PlayStation is going to show. Let's be honest. The Last of Us remake will sell. Or will it sell? Will it sell enough? Because this is very interesting. The Last of Us 2, for a platform that sold massively, didn't sell so well. And someone in the chat reminded me about this. Colin Moriarty talked about it this week. 
The Last of Us 2 has sold, I think, 10 million chat or gents. If you know how much that is, please let me know. But that's really low for a title of this pedigree. No, what's happening with exclusive? You know, we and when I did this video where I was critical of Xbox and saying, well, what a shit year it's had and it needs to get its first party out. But right. Some commentators were like, well, what, what is it with you content creators and exclusives? Like, if it wasn't for you content creators, we wouldn't even know this whole exclusive argument. And that's a fair point. Uh, and then the market speaks. And although I don't agree there, I still will say exclusives are important. Why is The Last of Us 2 not selling it that high? BG, what's your I, take I on it? The Last of Us 2... I was huh? going to say, I don't know whether or not that's got something to do with the, the leaks of critical story parts. Um, Maybe. Yeah. That deterred quite a f specifically fans that were absolutely annoyed as hell at the turnout in the story, specifically yeah. one key part. Um, that just went, yeah, I'm not getting it because like the story's not went the way that I hoped the story would go, essentially. Um and a few people that then probably just waited and just said, you know what it is, I know, now I know one of the key critical story parts, so I'm not going to rush out to buy it because it's, it's kind of been spoilt for us. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, of course, it's hard to, to live up to a predecessor that's done 20 million units plus. Um, the, the second time round, the third time round, etc. unless you're doing something dramatically special, it's sometimes it just it is really hard to live up to that, and we know, of course, it's mm. emblazoned on the front of the the remaster case for for part one. It's over two hundred awards. I know yeah. uh, remake, or sorry, part two had more than that. It ended up being one of the most awarded games I think in history, or something ridiculous. Um, but that isn't again. That's not emblazoned on the box, unlike the first one. I think that they are far more proud of that first one than they are the second one. It's it's yeah. just a strange weird thing to be in and i think it's just because of that i think the leak itself and spoiling the story deterred a few people it wasn't the way that some of these mega fans wanted me. the story to go yeah, yeah. what's yeah. your take on that bg yeah it was definitely the, the leaks because so playstation is in this weird spot because like they're like with the ps4 era their games their first party games they were selling more than ever before right because Prior to that, a, a PS, a PlayStation game selling like 10 million for the most part, that was unheard of. That was like, that was not the norm for PlayStation at all. Like, you know, it was like the two, three, maybe hit $5 million range, right? And then like the norm for their first party was to hit at least 10, 10 million, right? So they're doing better than ever before. But at the same time with The Last of Us Part Two, those leaks, Kill, you know, kill people's enthusiasm for it because a lot of people, once they heard that Joel died, that was it for them, right? Yeah. And, and, and in the way that he died, some people just didn't agree, didn't agree with it, and there was a lot yeah, of politics it around it. Yeah, there was a lot of politics around it. Um, yeah, like for example, people didn't like that. Let's be honest, that he was killed by a woman. Then people didn't yeah. like he he was killed by a uh a masculine woman and then you know the whole people thought the game was very woke they thought naughty dog yeah. 
had this very woke approach. She's a trans person in the game. Uh, Ellie's a lesbian. Um, Joel gets killed by a masculine woman. All this yeah. stuff that people are that consider it to be woke and stuff that doesn't make sense when in the reality is if you play the game, the vast majority of the game makes complete sense, but people are not going to get that far because yeah. they're looking at it from the, you know, the exterior and everything like that. So a lot of people say, listen, I saw Joel die and that was enough for me. I'm just going to like watch certain things on watch, you know, the game on YouTube and not even buy it, which affected a lot of sales. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm, I that's really seems to, to be what it was, because when you look at people's comments on, on Twitter, I've come across people uh, on Twitter all the time who talk about the game and say they've never played it, but they've watched yeah. they've checked out some videos on YouTube when you ask them why they never play it. Oh, the story sucks. Um, I watched it on YouTube. Joel dies. It doesn't make sense and all and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm. And by the way, I'm 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 not talking about uh, people in the comment section. Think I'm talking about what's his uh, Abby being trans. I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about uh, the little the little brother or I guess the little sister. Yeah, Lev. He, you know, he or she. I'm not trying to be funny. You know, sometimes it gets yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. confusing um, for me as well. Sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah. He, he yeah, was trans. So people didn't people didn't like all that what they considered to be woke politics in the game. That didn't help it, and the leaks absolutely hurt it. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. Then the leaks hurt mm-hmm. the game. That fundamentally, and I agree. And with Naughty your Dog has a bad leak problem. They have a bad leak problem in Naughty Dog. Yeah. Like, what is going on there, man? man? Yeah. Hey, the issue mainly is if it, if it was leaked for any any other game where story wasn't pivotal to its success, yeah, it wouldn't have damaged the sales. But the fact that Naughty Dog's games are pivotal on its story and how it tells that story, yeah, and if, then you leak important story items. That is that can kill any game. I think if if your game is based solely around story and you leak an ending or leak the the key middle fraction of that story, yeah. People are just Absolutely. gonna go out. That's great. That, that's a testament to the strength of their story, but also their weakness. The reason why I reckon they have a leaking problem is because, funnily enough, Naughty Dog also rely a lot on external contractors to do their work. I think that's where they probably the slip up happens. Um, but they need to play, plug that in for whatever new IP they're working on. You need to fix up on that because they was, ended up becoming very reactionary here. And I could see mm-hmm. in your face and in your voice, BG, when you were talking about the frustration of Naughty Dog really just being reactionary, Sony being reactionary. And that was a great point and a good angle there that I hadn't heard before. And yeah. why are you doing this? Because like with some of the stuff, I'm like, I feel like they're waiting for a blowout, right? To save all this information <laughs> because that like, that's how they get people to like love them again, right? Yep. All the time when they're completely quiet and then they bombard you with a whole bunch of announcements and people love yes. them all over again. So they do that and, and they they typically know it's gonna work, but it's kind of dumb. Like with God of War, we, we got that little, what was it? Two minute gameplay, um, yeah. of actual gameplay, a little, uh, you know, sizzle reel initially, but we haven't gotten gameplay since. And it's like, and it comes out uh, November. Was it November? Yeah. So it's like they're probably yeah. going to have a show in September. But it is it does it really make sense to really withhold that till till September, right? I, I don't I don't really think so because I feel like you have so much other stuff. You could put out whatever God of War trailer you have now with the with mm-hmm. the Last of Us remake. This is a remake. It's not a new game. Withholding information, withholding a video, like it's some something special, like. 
it's it doesn't make sense, right? What yeah. what's the difference between because they should have shown it at Summer Game Fest where they mm-hmm. showed the original yeah. announcement video. And by the way, that they that leaked before the show also. So yeah. it's like, what's the difference between the time at Summer Game Fest and two days ago? What was so special? Because I, I feel like they would have like announced they would have put that video out sometime in, in the following weeks, regardless of the leak. So yeah, what was so yeah. special about a month ago? versus now that you couldn't put the video out then because if you put the video out then a lot of the stuff you're facing would have probably not existed it wouldn't exist so it's like what 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 are you waiting for that's the part that makes no sense to me is nothing i think think they wait for i'm sorry sorry, i was gonna say bg i don't know about i don't know about you but i think this generation for me playstation seemed a little bit and i don't know what it is but very very withdrawn in comparison to last gen I don't know what it is about it. We've been waiting for like, okay, so when are they going to show or talk a little bit more? And they seem to be hyper quiet and then very reactionary. Like you've seen with the God of War backlash, it seemed that Mm. that ended up being reactionary because people ended up sending them explicit DMs and things like that. (laughs) They just kind of just went, you know what it is? And and unlike them, just put out a series of Twitter posts and just said, there's the date, there's the thing. So like, that's it. That's not like PlayStation. They usually have a big, like you say, a big blowout of information and and show everything. And here's a state of play, and we're going to go into gameplay, etc. But instead, yeah. it seems like they're being reactionary. They've they only showed God of War when there was a hurrah about th- threatening the developers or sending them things. Yeah. They only showed The Last of Us because of the leaks. Like it's it seems like very reactionary, and that's unlike PlayStation. We used to see them kind of making their own news, as it were as opposed to the other way around, being brought to news. I think Jim Ryan's busy cash, counting his cash. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord Nathan, thank you for the $5 super chat. He goes, Sony count bundles as a game sales, and 2020, they launched the PS5. They don't have, didn't have the opportunity to boost sales with bundles. So... Maybe that's Everybody counts why? bundles as their game sales. I mean... I yeah. thought that everyone did I don't know. Uh, as yeah, well. Everybody does so I don't... I don't understand that uh, super chat, but perhaps you want to clarify. You don't have to super chat. Um, <laughs> some of the comments in the chat are hilarious. A lot of people disagree with you, BG, in the chat that the story made sense, but then that's a whole different. <laughs> I've gone down that rabbit hole a million times. All I'm going to say is there's certain notes in The Last of Us. Uh, like the, the one thing I think Naughty Dog, the mistake they made in that game was putting certain things in notes that you have to find, right? Mm, and like, halo problem. Yeah, yeah, these little collectibles. Because if you read all of those things, it explains a lot of things that people would say doesn't make sense. But that's you shouldn't leave that explanation in those notes in these collectibles because people are going to look at that as a plot hole. So that's a mistake they made. Like you know, people say, Absolutely. "Oh, Joel, Joel would never go off with a with a stranger. He would never trust a stranger." He, he has plenty of times there people people that sometimes go go over their head Joel has trusted strangers several times and he's shown that he he literally and he literally li- lived in this new town um Jackson for uh well I don't remember how many years it is like f- five plus years where they welcome constantly welcome new people and, and strangers and um there's a note in the game that addresses you know Joel kind of um 
just welcoming strangers, lowering his lowering his guard, becoming more welcoming and all and all that stuff. There's a note in the game that that addresses all that. But that shouldn't be a note like something in the game should yeah. you know more show you that. But that's one of the plot holes that I just want to give an example of. Absolutely. I think yeah, I think well. Halo does that a lot. Halo's relegates his storytelling to bloody terminals and story notes mm. and voice notes. Stupid, stupid. I think, but I think at the same time, and and again to the story, if and you have to think of it in a, in a more realistic setting. He's he didn't initially really trust Ellie. He was kind of a babysitter mm. for Ellie all the way through, and the people that came along with her and the trials and tribulations. And I think being a parent of hers probably softened him. That would yeah. be a more realistic and human approach to it. Soften yeah. them to other people and say, listen, I've got to give other people a chance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why mm. you end up letting your guard down. And in those yeah. situations, specifically what's meant to be an apocalyptic state <laughs> where everybody's yeah. trying to fight to survive, there's going to be points where you have to trust people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm sure the new, new story people tend to not judge because that ultimately they judge it by the end result. And that's the fact that you've got a golf thing on his head what's it called hmm. golf, golf? Uh, uh, what? Well, club. Club. <laughs> golf club i'm yeah. gonna say golf cricket bat that's how my brain i was brain gonna say hat to avoid spoilers it's a golf hat everybody that hasn't played it <laughs> the one person in chat that said they haven't played part one yet golf hat carry on <laughs> <laughs> red bull thanks so much for the ten dollar super jackers can't watch live just want to throw your support your way thank you so much for that red uh red wolf that's really lovely of you random question per usual but has anyone watched the boys yet yes Amazing series, mm -hmm. best show on television. Well, better call soul is better. Uh, keep up the great yeah, work and stay heavy on the source. Yes, the boys is great. You'd have loved the source video uh, where I did a little Jim Ryan as uh, Homelander. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Red Wolf. Thank you so much for that. Great show. It's super violent. And the first episode, 12 minutes in, shocking. Um, so, we've talked about this for quite a bit. Um, Wait, what's that? Someone in chat just scrapped in me. Sorry. Xbox at Discord. Now, this one kind of took everyone by surprise because I think Sony bought some shares in, in Discord and then Microsoft comes out and boom, Xbox has Discord voice chat before PlayStation does. How does that happen? I don't know. But ultimately, I think everyone's going to end up following suit. But I was quite surprised by this. And to me, this is a big thing because I play online mostly. Um, and crossplay for me is a big thing, and Discord it, voice integration. This is actually a voice chat integrated into it in, into Xbox. It's going to be a big thing. So yeah, shout out to Discord. They're making waves there, and hopefully this makes its way to PlayStation soon as well because that's where I need it to work. But yeah, uh, Dutch, are you excited by this? Do you play on PC or do you do crossplay a lot? Does that make a big difference to you? What's your take on it? Yeah, so obviously we've got a Discord. Um, I do play on PC. Uh, obviously got an Xbox, got a PlayStation. I think the the benefit, the major benefit here is cross-platform party chat. Of course, yeah. being able to have somebody playing on the PlayStation or Xbox or PC, playing whatever you like and being in that party and speaking to each other is, is a huge bonus. Um mm. For everybody, to be honest, because, of course, we've got people on multiple platforms that we're friends with that we might want to be jumping in there and just having a catch-up with, but they're on PlayStation, you're on the Xbox, and you can't talk to each other whilst you're both doing yeah, that. Yeah, annoying. Time. 
Yeah. So having this nice cross-platform integration where you can essentially be on anything, whether it be on mobile or console or PC, um, and talking to each other is, is awesome. And then I thought about it from a selfish content creator point of view as well and thinking on in terms of the podcasts that use Discord as a voice chat medium, um, being able to integrate more people into a Discord um, podcast um, from a console platform, them not having to have mobile oh. or PC setups mm. um, to be able to jump into these shows. We'll be able to do that again as another integration platform so more people will be able to partake in things like those discussions if they choose to. So there's, another, there's many angles to it. Um, I would love Absolutely. to see a point in time where you can get the video chat capabilities from Discord onto platforms uh, as well. Uh, um, for okay. instance, if you're playing... <laughs> If you're playing a multiplayer game... He just called you a pervert. Pervert. If you're playing a multiplayer game, for instance, and you're used to live streaming with multiple friends on on console, etc., like Acer, if you're playing a multiplayer game, for instance, being able to jump into Discord, have two cameras on screen with the person you're playing with and you, and then yeah. just streaming directly from the console with no extra effort and having the two cameras and voice chat and gameplay all at the same time. Yeah. That also adds another level to it as well for content creation and streaming. Absolutely. Um, there's there's levels to it. There's ways that can potentially increase that and implement it. But I think as a base, being able to then when it's I think it's the reason it's coming out on Xbox sooner. I think is it's potentially easier to integrate into the the UI than it is over on PlayStation. Um, I think once once PlayStation have it linked up, it's going to be a game changer for just being able to socialize with anybody, no matter where they are. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at Sebastian Cooper's comment. He goes, how did you manage to get the bad guy from God of War 2018 on your show? <laughs> <laughs> he is right, though. You do look like him a little bit. <laughs> um, BG, bit are, you a ma- <laughs> are you a massive uh, uh, online player? Does Discord integration to console mean anything to you? Yeah, I'm usually in Discord, you know, all all day usually happen in um in a bunch of people's discords that i know um so we're usually you know talking in there uh you know these coming discord coming to consoles is you know really rest in peace to end game chat um we lose out on a lot of i'm sure amazing moments you know due to the fact that we don't have to use in game chat anymore um even though you know it's extremely toxic yeah, even yeah, you know, going is. back to the modern warfare two days, y'all, y'all know how that was. <laughs> that uh, was wild. I missed it, it was, though. But it was wild. Yeah, that was I would the love wild, to wild see wild the West. modern community try and play in that chat. These days. <laughs> oh, it would it be meltdowns. Literally, uh, the new gen is not ready for that. They at all. <laughs> that was that peak was, online gaming. <laughs> that was the wild, wild west. Literally, like as soon as you it got was. in the lobby, just toxicity. Um, but yeah, this is it's, it's a good thing that it's you know coming to consoles and every and everything like that um, makes things a lot simpler. So you can use it on PC, use it on the consoles easier uh, to yeah. communicate. Um, because even with um, you know the uh, the chat that uh, Xbox the chat the chat uh, rooms that Xbox and PlayStation provides. I don't know nobody that really uses them like that anymore. You know, like um, I, the last time I've, I've been in one of those PlayStation, you know, chats, we, I used it was sometime last, last, uh, early last gen. And you mean party everybody, chat? Yeah, party chat. Oh, damn, yeah. forgot the names of, of, of all of, of it uh, because we just use Discord now. And um, 
yeah mm. everybody just just j- jumps in discord so we really have no no use for it so it's a good thing i, I think xbox guys heavily use party chat although i don't like okay. party chat the quality is just not there on discord's levels but this will change the game hopefully yeah, um, i think the easy the ease of of i don't know whether what it's like because i haven't really played multiplayer over on playstation but on xbox the, the the best thing about the party chat there is more just the ease of sending a group invite to a game yeah and everyone once everyone's there you just like group invite boop there you go don't have to worry about yeah. that whereas of course being on Discord, having to singularly go down the friends list and send everyone's invites individually, that would be the only ball ache. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. That's the thing I'm intrigued I think it's a bit of a faff at the moment how you actually use it, but I'm not in the insider program or I opted out of it. Um, so I don't know. I haven't had a chance to try. I don't even know if it's out yet, um, but we'll see. Acer. We are going to be using Discord quite heavily, are we not? Very soon, hopefully, he says. What's your take on it, though? Um, Spoilers. Yeah, we, we do have some more things coming up, <laughs> some more shows that people might be able to get involved in. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Discord on Xbox as a voice chat platform. Xbox Party Chat is, in my mind, terrible. It's unreliable and the quality is poor. Mm-hmm. Next to Discord, which yeah. works every time and sounds so much clearer, has nice noise cancellation. <laughs> So that's a treat for everyone that gets it. It looks like um, I haven't set it up yet. I don't even have a microphone plugged into my Xbox because um, Xbox is fairly flexible in the way that you talk. So even if I'm playing a game with friends on the Xbox, I talk through the PC because it's just easier for me personally. Um, The process of linking your account and all of that seems a little convoluted at the moment. Yeah. not saying massively difficult. I haven't been through it, but it just looks a bit more convoluted than you'd want it to be. Uh, But hopefully, yeah, yeah, Xbox people take it well. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I saw. I had a little glance through the instructions and I saw the, the mention of a mobile and a QR code and it's like, mm, you, don't, you don't really want to be doing that if you can help it, but hopefully Xbox people do because it is a lot better. Um, we do know that the feature is coming to PlayStation and Nintendo fuckers, I don't know. It would be nice <laughs> if like the ones that need, need it most of all. <laughs> navigation, you need internet, internet provided by Tesla, you need... Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I look forward to everybody being on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are. And the Tuesday show, Discord, we want to do something for the community to have a conversation. That's all I will say for now. But an opportunity for discourse, dialogue, live. Sounds fun, yeah? Watch this space. It's coming. Um my, I want to read these super chats. Some of these actually double back on the previous topics, but they're still good super chats. Mike, thank you for the five dollar Canadian. The story in The Last of Us Two was not the issue. It was the way Naughty Dog treated beloved characters in order to force narratives that made the game unpalatable for many, um, or perceived forced narratives. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's something there. Um, I will say there are there's a drive. I'll be completely naive to deny that there is a drive to push certain narratives in this day and age, uh, whether good or bad. I'll leave people to decide that. That's not for me to do. Garuda Intruder with a ten dollar super chat. Because my issue, The Last of Us remake, is not that it exists when it probably shouldn't. It's apparent lack of effort and zero transparency from Sony and Nintendo. Lies. Gameplay should be paramount in every case that is very strong i wouldn't say it's a lack of effort 
Um, zero transparency. I think you're getting that. You got that trailer now. Show some detail. So I think it's going to be a hard push to say that Garuda that it's um, a lack of effort. I just don't think it needs to exist. But people like it. They're doing a show or something, and that's why. I will say I do feel like they're chasing the money a bit too hard with that one. Because if you follow the uh, development path of it, it was actually a small team that was creating, they wanted to tackle this t this project. And, oh, actually, they wanted to tackle Unchart Uncharted Remake, if I remember correctly, and then this turned into The Last of Us. And then Sony said, you know what, let's just use ND to make this. It'll be all net more money. We'll get it money quicker. Uh, and I think, obviously, I'm paraphrasing here, but there, there's a bit of truth in what you said there, Garuda, in my opinion. But, well, we'll let the chat decide. I don't want to digress, but that's a very good super chat. Uh, Splendid for us. Thank you so much. Wagwan, brother. You good? He goes, my best friend, Asa. What's up, bro? Wise man. Bruv, didn't even say hi to me. Splendid for us. What's going on? What's going on, bruv? Yeah, how dare you? Uh, but thank you for the Zoom chat. Shout out to over 360 people watching. Please smash that like button if you're enjoying the chat. So Discord is coming to think. This week, I saw so much shit flinging. And I just like to get involved in it. Because two game reviews came out. One on Xbox as Dusk Falls. The PowerPoint game. Xbox has no AAA banger. I saw all of this shit. And then you got Stray. Uh, which did really well um, as well. And then everyone saw some mad, <laughs> mad beef over this cat game. Which I've, I've been playing on Steam. Um, as Dusk Falls currently sits under 70... I know you say you don't care about Metacritic, whatever. 77 meta straight, 84 meta. I will talk to both gents about this game. Stray, to me, more exciting. Obviously, better critical reception. BG, have you played Stray? Yeah, I've uh, been playing it, kind of playing it right now. Um, I was, while we were doing the podcast, I just, you know, got that trophy where you have to sleep for an hour, but you have to keep your controller on. So that was actually a good time to do it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of dumb trophy. Uh, <laughs> Achievement but, right there. Yeah, I uh, I've been I've pl been playing it. I like it. Um, I have two cats. You know, I've I all grew up with. You know, grew up having always having a cat. So you know, um, I'm an owner. So of course, you know, I, I've always like thought this game was a, uh, a the concept of a game where you play as a cat was just a, a no-brainer right i'm shocked someone even took this long to come up with it right because you've, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've seen simulators even though this is more than a simulator you've seen goose you know goose game uh what's, <laughs> the, what's that other sim goat simulator and they're popular <laughs> right it, yeah. it, they probably they cost oh, probably next to nothing to make and they sell yeah. millions and become very popular and people and the two animals people love the most are cats and dogs i assume somebody has to be working on a dog simulator because that's yeah. probably the animal people love even more than even more than cats and you know the internet yeah. is is just full of cat videos so the fact that somebody even took the, took that long to make this is kind of shocking it's 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 a good game um it's nothing like amazing it's it's a puzzle it's more it's an it's an adventure puzzle game where you play as a cat and they definitely get the feel of of a cat, you know, um, very, you know, they got that down. Right. So it's, it's simple. Um, maybe they, maybe they even win, you know, um, new indie game of the year. I see it. It's going to be nominated at the bare minimum, uh, 
may even win indie game uh, of the year. Game looks good, you know, plays well. Like I said, mechanically, it's nothing that's going to blow your socks off. Uh, it's it's a decent game for the you know for the time. There's nothing. There's not really anything else out besides like you said, um, as dust falls, um, but nothing major out. You know, so this is a good time for it to drop. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been playing. I've been really enjoying it. Um, what about you, uh, Dutch? Have you tried the uh, pussy? Cat simulator. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't, um, I haven't tried it as yet, but it is one of the games that I want to get around to this week, specifically with the heat wave and things like that. Playing games has been the last thing on my mind. Um, yeah. In the UK, specifically, of course, with it over in the US, I know Acon's a, a commodity you have in abundance, but, <laughs> but we UK, don't have it. No. No. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> podcasts and everything were knocked on the head this week, um, other than the Wednesday show, because thankfully it was cooler then. But, um, no, it's um, it's definitely one I'm going to get around to. I've literally just started playing as Dusk Falls, but um, Stray is definitely up my alley. Um, I've had numerous cats over the years. Um, and I think, judging from in a, f- a few reviews that I've seen as well from people that I trust, of course, the Gamers Watch guys, Sean did an awesome little review on oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think the the feel of it and being a little shit like cats are where you can just knock things over or just tamper things and scratch the floor and just wind up uh, people is, is essentially the feel that you need to get from cats because that's what they do best. Um, yeah. I think the look and feel that they've got of the of the of the cat is is on point. I think they've done a really great job with it. I love the fact yeah. that it's in a in a dystopian world and it's not in like <laughs> set with real humans and things like that adds another kind of level to it as well um i, I love oh, robots yeah. kind of vibe yeah yeah it's it's, in, it's love interesting robot, sorry but, i like yeah. the way they've kind of implemented some form of combat to it with his backpack and that little thing that follows him around and can get rid of those those leech things that jump on you um yeah. it's certainly very interesting and bg makes up a great point i think this year specifically is probably where the indies have stood out again um yeah. above all else um it's going to be, there's a lot of strong indies coming out this year. Uh, Stray is one of them. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I, hope it, I, hope, I really hope it does well. Um, it's, it's certainly a, a good game to be, to be getting into when, when there's nothing. Like everybody, I've seen some weird takes. Um, I've seen some guy that was playing it, and he was like, yeah, but I started playing it, and I thought, how old am I? And then turned it <laughs> off. It was like, well, just detach yourself from the whole age thing and just enjoy playing a game and don't worry about what anybody else thinks about yeah. what kind of game you're playing like whether sure. that you make feel like a kid or not ultimately this hobby is making you feel a little bit younger as as it is that's why we keep doing it it's staying in touch with that kind of child side should we say absolutely get away from all that so enjoy it enjoy the little things it's not a big game um but it has uh, it's multiple ways you can do it multiple ways you can solve the problems yeah it's it's good yeah, absolutely. Um, Asa, does Power Wash Simulator make you feel young? Because <laughs> that's selling like crazy, like Steam Top. It's beat Halo Infinite in the most played. Well, that's not saying much at this point. Uh, but <laughs> you, have you played? I love shit on Halo because all the Halo stands get really pissed. Um, have you played Stray or uh, As Dusk Falls? Either one of them. <laughs> no. Um Stray, I am unlikely to ever play. Nothing about that game appeals to me whatsoever. And <laughs> I like 
it's the bad kind of puzzles like try and interact with the right thing and it's got stealth and limited freedom of movement and it just it, to me it looks terrible if you're enjoying yeah. it by like all it. means like play games that you like that's fine everyone's going to like different things i do not like stray despite having never touched it sometimes you just know right you can watch a trailer and yeah. you just know that that's not a game for me that's yeah. not a game for me as dusk falls would you play dog simulator would i play dog simulator if it was a completely different yeah. game to that if the dogs were okay. more lively than that cat but if it was a stealth dog <laughs> game, no, I would not. It's <laughs> a hate stealth, by the way, BG. He has an intolerance really? to stealth. Really? Yeah. Like well, I love stealth. Here. Yeah, I love stealth. <laughs> I'm just I'm too good at it in real life that games are just not satisfying to me. I'm a sneaky <laughs> man. Um, so you don't so you don't like Splinter Cell? No. Oh man. I know it's disgusting. Disgusting <laughs> comments. <laughs> <laughs> um, as does falls. We've had this conversation before on Splinter Cell as well. It gets messy. We have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As does falls. Um, I'm more mixed on the trailer. Like the art style doesn't do it for me, but I like branching story games like that. I like a bit of narrative sometimes. Sometimes you want a game that's a little bit more like action focused, gameplay focused. But sometimes I like to sit down and have a good story. So I will get to that one at some point, but I haven't yet. Yeah. Absolutely. I will try both. Uh, well, I'm playing straight now, but I want to try As Dusk Falls. I'm not really exciting, but we'll see. Flash, if Halo does a comeback with, I want you to keep the same energy. Flash, if Halo makes a comeback, I will paint the walls in this room without paint. They can make, guess what that means. Uh, I want Halo to do well, man. So I pray, I pray for the day it does. Uh, but I will keep calling out. 343 three on their bullshit. Um, Splendiferous, thank you for the $2 super. She goes, Gas, come on now, man. You know, you're the big man. Wagwan. All right. I guess sloppy seconds from you, bro. When are we doing this party chat thing, by the way? Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, next day, I'm coming to Jamaica, by the way. So you can't escape from me. Um, Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels got released this year, or this week, <laughs> this year. Um, and holy shit man this game is amazing i actually missed out the first hot wheels um and it's i'm stunned by how the visual fidelity of it asa actually released a really good video on his channel comparing hot hot wheels with the with hot, hot wheels, wheels game <laughs> hot wheels unleashed that, is the the dead dedicated, one. excuse me dedicated yeah. hot wheels yeah. game yeah and it's a good it's a good video if you haven't checked it out uh but Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels just shows just like I was just astounded by the visuals of this game. Thoroughly, this playground games are on another level, which makes me every time I play their works, I just feel like I can't wait to see what they're doing with Fable. I just can't wait to see what they're doing because they're magicians here. This game is stunning. It's on the screen right now. And I would say, oh, this is Ace's video. You'll be some footage of hot wheels unleashed i think that's the code mm -hmm. there that's hot wheels unleashed there so there's a mix of gameplay it might com be confusing actually but that's an asus channel on 4k hdr as well of all things bg why do you hate xbox I don't know the transition from uh, Forza. I hate all racing <laughs> games. I could tell you, I don't, I don't play it. Yeah, I don't play yeah. any racing game. Um, yeah. Unless the only way I play a game where you drive is if the object objective is to destroy other cars, or yeah. I have guns and missiles on my cars. You know, like I, yeah. 
I don't know if anybody remembers. Derby. Yeah, that Vigilante. blur blur came out on uh, the blur. 360 Ooh. and PS3. Uh, of course, Twisted Metal. Um, you know, Vigilante Eight. Yeah, I, yeah. Like just, I've never just never been a fan of the the racing. I remember racing. I remember playing Gran Turismo, the first Gran Turismo, as a kid, and I was like, this is the most boring thing I've ever played in my life. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I just, it's just not the racing stuff isn't for me. I yeah. I can enjoy a little bit. Um, you know the the arcade ones like like Forza is one of the, Forza Horizon is one of those games where I love looking at it and I'm like this looks fun. It's one of those games you really appreciate, but you know you I, I just can't like because of what, oh, fair enough you know, because of what it yeah. is. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Twisted Metal Black Black is goated. You're right. Story allegory, absolute gem. Uh, what about you, Dutch? You're a Forza fan. You're a race fan. I know you are. I know you are. Yeah. You must have played this. Hot Wheels. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've played that one. I've played the original one. I've got I've got a, a two-way stance on it. Um, mm. You didn't play the original one, so mm. naturally you love this second one. Yeah. Um, I played the original one, <clears throat> loved it, played this one. It is great. Don't get us wrong. It looks beautiful. It's four times the size of the first one on Forza Horizon 3. Um, I love the fact that they've got multiple biomes in this one with the volcano and the ice and the the wind and the the open air because it's above Mexico, it's not below it, so it's a floating island in the sky. And um, I love I love the concept behind it, but I still wish, and I still stand by this, I still wish they spent that time doing something different um, and not revisiting something they've done before. Um, yeah, as great as it is, as much fun as I'll have with it, I still wish they'd spent that time coming up with a new idea. Not revisiting mm. an old idea and then just enhancing that old idea. Um, if enough. it's been done before, I think the likelihood of it kind of being as popular as the first one, as much as people loved the first one, yeah. is less because of that. Um, yeah. Again, not to say that I won't enjoy it. I'll still play it. I'll still finish it. But I wish they spent that time creating a different thing. They've done Hot Wheels. They've done Lego. Let's see what else you can come up with. Let's see what other ideas you have. Yeah. Really good, good shout. Um, they should do something fresh there, but I haven't experienced it, so I'm obviously loving it. But yeah. I do take your point on board. I did think, what can they do next? Uh, but yeah, it's quite interesting. Asa, you, you obviously enjoyed both Forza Horizon 5 and uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed. Um, but I think you're what, what, what's your takeaway from that? For people who haven't played it, what's your um, watch my video? Don't cough. Yeah. yeah, I have to cough a little bit. I'm sorry, my throat is still tickling. Watch my video. It's It's got some stuff in it about both games. They are very, very different. There's a lot of room for both. So if you prefer the kart racer, then, then definitely go the Hot Wheels Unleashed route because it is quite good as that kind of game. Um, I still... Firstly, my racing games, I live in VR. So anything on a screen is kind of underwhelming by comparison, even Forza Horizon 5. But I can recognise where the quality is. And... Mm. Like it's clearly a really good that. game and if microsoft would give it to me in vr i'd play it forever but they won't so i'm probably never going to play it again it's it's high quality though if you like racing hot games on wheels. screens jump in hot wheels might make me You're like so throw right, up man. everywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> you would throw up everywhere but hot wheels in vr i was kept saying that i was in party chat with hoggy i was like this would be amazing in vr it's like a roller coaster all the time why are they not making it it's crazy Poll votes have come in. 67% of people like dogs better than cats. 
disgusting. Uh, actually, I don't mind. I can understand why people like dogs more. They actually aren't sport little shits that will save your lives. Although I've seen videos of cats saving lives. Um, but I like cats. They're just cool. Uh, kittens are so cute. Um, but, apart apart yeah. from mine, who just seems to shout at us for absolutely no reason, and you, you'll feed him and he still shouts, and you'll stroke him and he shouts, you'll have water the and dog. he'll shout. No, the, the cat. The cat. He just talks <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I have no idea what he wants, but he just talks <laughs> all the time. Uh, dealer's cat. He has a cat. That thing just screeches all the time. It's quite cute. Um, I would like a cat, but I can't barely take care of myself. Um, this week, Gorilla Games actually announced that they've shut down Killzone Shadowfall servers. Um, quite sad story. They also shut down Riggs Mechanized Combat League, which was the if I remember correctly, the PSVR game. Yeah, um, yeah. But they've shut that down, um, which is kind of sad. Because uh, for anything, in my opinion, the old Merc Kills and Mercenaries shut down as well. Sony hasn't got a good track record of keeping their online services running. Even like Gran Turismo, a lot of the Gran Turismo games, they've been shut down. And I think if X you want to reinforce some confidence in Sony's commitment to online games. They're focusing on 10 live service games and all of this. This being shut down is not the best thing to reinforce confidence. Quite sad for people who did play. I did play Killzone Shadowfall. Um, uh, what's it called? Multiplayer a bit at launch. I, I did think it was quite basic, but it was quite, it was still quite smooth. Uh, it worked quite well. Um, the campaign I thought was disgustingly bad. But what's your take? What's your take mm. on this MBG? Will people actually miss Kills and Shadow Falls multiplayer going down? Uh, PlayStation doesn't really have that many first-person exclusive shooters, so it still kind of feels a bit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Nobody's nobody's gonna miss Kills on Shadowfall. I I really liked it. <laughs> um, I played. I did play it a lot at launch. Um, yeah. but nobody's you know nobody's gonna miss it. Uh. I think that um, I think that you know they know that Killzone Shadowfall. The campaign was was definitely the worst campaign um, yeah. that they put out there. It, it's like uh, they did. They just went left field and like forgot the rest of the story. Didn't even connect to Killzone two and three really. Um, yeah. And the, I I I think the multiplayer is probably one of the best you know maybe tied with two i i liked it that much three was kind of like janky and all over the place two was really yeah. good and t shadow uh kills on shadow falls multiplayer was kind of you know it was pretty underrated to me and um mm -hmm. but nobody's gonna miss it. It, it it had its time you know that was a launch game in 2000 and like 14 it had its time but nobody's gonna miss it now and now they're working on um some new live action, uh, live action, <laughs> live service games. Yeah. Uh, what they say, 10. Um, and I expect like, well, I don't know, two or three of them to be like first person. Um, Cause what is it? Deviation is working on a first person game and Haven that might, that might be first person. I don't know, but they're working, they're bringing, they're making some uh, first person games. I always thought that they should have, um, they don't usually go back to, older ips right um, yeah but i believe I, I think that them developing a kill zone game right now i mean i'm not a kill zone game a socom game right now would make sense and would kill it in, yeah there's indications because they hired what studio gorilla gorilla yeah gorilla hired a, a whole bunch of people from the rainbow six siege team you only mm. you're, you're only gonna hire those people if you're working on 
something uh, some like some so type cool. of strategic tactical shooter because otherwise yeah. why are you hiring a bunch of them right um and the only game they've owned in their history like that has been so calm so i yeah. believe that's likely to come back it should but i also believe that they should make they should make a um a multiplayer only either either resistance or kill zone because the you know the the single player for for kill zone is definitely <clears throat> dead you, you no, no point in revisiting it you know you kind of killed it with shadowfall resistance yeah. i think you you could if you wanted to you can come back with a single player and um multiplayer because people liked both but yeah. you know it, it's it's funny because i've always had the conversation what do people you know like more what do they enjoy more um outwardly i've always say people like you know have this dislike for how killzone played and they like resistance more but when i've done like polls and stuff it's always kind of even when yeah you know, when I, so i'm not even sure what people actually honestly like more nowadays but yeah they got some they should bring back socom and um but yeah resistance and kill zone is unfortunately dead but i think they should uh just bring back a free to play of one of those at least though i agree with you i think excuse me I, not I free to play just multiplayer only yeah go ahead multiplayer only yeah and no, I, I agree with you i think they need to do they desperately need it it's quite interesting what you say about hiring um rainbow six devs i think socom is coming i think it's a matter of time it's there's a lot of hype for it that kind of game can do really really well um and you know they need that i always felt killzone never really hit its potential i know killzone 2 is lauded well critically and they're all but there was the weight of that game there was something to to yeah. be had with killzone and i just feel like gorilla games just if they gave it one more go maybe but they tried quite a few times i don't know blaze i see you in the chat sharmuta thank you so much for the ten dollar super chat because my guy bg gas aces multi plural um <laughs> thank you for that man just appreciate it good to see you blaze crazy guy um yeah um dutch do you have anything to add on sony shutting servers down whilst then maybe this is i mean who who's gonna play, miss this really yeah Shadow i think Fall it's I think it's ultimately inevitable at this point, to be honest. And I think the, the key thing, as BG touched on there, is they, they have other games in development. The, right now, they probably looked at the player numbers. It was probably sub-100 people or something playing that game online. I don't think there would have been many at this point playing playing Shadowfall online anymore. Uh, or rigs, for that matter. I've not seen one person speak about rigs. I don't know if anybody, BG, did you even play rigs? I did never. I never touched no. that game. No, nope. I couldn't play the first iteration of VR, PSVR. It made me sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's understandable that they've shut those down. I think player numbers would have justified it as well. And of course, we know server costs, etc., for keeping or maintaining uh, player numbers and servers that don't have the support required. It's it's inevitable. Um, we know across the board when when things eventually get to an age, they, they do turn them off and they say right end of let's move on um and again like like you touched on it's it was a launch game for playstation 4 so yeah it makes sense yeah. now coming into a new generation entirely two years into it almost and uh yeah yeah it is time and i think uh, as he's as mentioned i think socom is going to be that next that next fps that really goes there um really hope so socom is is due a revival um a fitting one as well um I hope it does well. Um, 
we I think we've all said it previously. I think one of Sony's only missing points now is a good FPS that they have in house. Um, we know they That's now have the missing. team from Destiny. Mm. Um, if they collaborated with the guys from from Bungie on New Game, they would have one of the best playing FPSs on the market. Um, and I think that's probably something we're likely to see going forward. We know Bungie's current games are going to remain multi-plat, but that's not to say they won't work on yeah. a first-person-only Bungie first-person shooter. Because why wouldn't you put that talent to use? And I think the no, definitely to... will. They yeah, definitely will. Exactly. Sony will one hundred percent use Bungie's talent. That's why they paid so much for them yeah. to to use elsewhere. They're going to extract the value out of those guys. I was going to say they've seen they've seen the benefit in having a, a really popular FPS as well. And I'm not talking about even first party. If you have a look at Destiny, if you have a look at Call of Duty, if you have a look at all the others, all the other first person shooters out there, including um, the, your favorite that you you never put down ever. Um, yes, the Apex. <laughs> um, it's there's value in it. There's obviously a huge player base and a huge want for a decent FPS game um, yeah. with good gunplay, and it's it's paramount that you have to have good gunplay. Um, we've seen both Battlefield and Call of Duty struggle this gen so far. Battlefield starting its resurgence, but it's all too little, too late in some circumstances. Mm. Um, Call of Duty really need to knock it out of the park with the next one. But regardless of how bad it is, the player numbers either come back or remain um, with both of those franchises. Um, so I think PlayStation see that. They'll see that. They'll have a brand new FPS, eventually unlock that potential, and then they'll have another one checked off. They've got the Japanese, they've got the RPGs, they've got the Western single-player games they've got the racing game i think it's just knocking it out they've got their own fight well they've got fighting games of course now it's yeah that again but they've got fighting games they've got japanese fighting games that we don't have um so they've it's again it's taken off that box xbox are doing the same thing they're saying what are me missing We're, that's what we need to try and achieve playstation will be doing the same thing okay yeah. right we'll shut these servers down we know we have other things in the pipeline so it makes sense. Until then, it's... play Call of Duty, play Battlefield, play whatever. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they will. Uh, if no one's going to miss those, really, it's just a case of them just reprioritizing things. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm interested to see how Bungie works and the Sony headquarters because they're going to be working hard uh, to help. Part of me does wish the Bungie games were exclusive to PlayStation because that would just heighten just, competition. Just... Quickly, because I can sense that you're about to go into super chats. But just before you do, just because I do disagree on that one topic, and this is weird because I'm someone that um, I, the um, the shutting down of Shadowfall servers game and those other games that they shut down. So, well, game preservation is a thing, and I always say, actually, to me, it's more important that people are ambitious, and if they want to use servers, if that means that you can't play that game in future because they've had some ambition and they've used the server and they can't maintain it anymore. I'm for that over and above game preservation. But in the case of Kills and Shadowfall and Rigs and whatever the other ones were, the multiplayer yeah. server infrastructure is very, very basic. And keeping that running in a cloud infrastructure that is made to scale depending on demand is not mm -hmm. expensive. And I don't think they have got a good excuse because they're still selling PlayStation 4s. You can still buy a PlayStation yeah. 4 and go and get Kills and Shadowfall if you want. It's yeah. supported on the PlayStation 5. 
it costs them less than my children's pocket money to keep those servers running. Yeah. And then if the demand is there, the whole point of cloud servers is that... you can scale them up and down. So. I didn't think it would be that expensive for them to keep him running, so they did wonder that, but I don't know the, the information on that. Uh, I'm assuming it scales well and doesn't need that. But, yeah. <laughs> Sappho says, Gaz turned full pon pony today. Why? Because I want Bungie... I want competition. I want Xbox to step up. Grim, thank you so much. I literally just said that. Uh, <laughs> literally just said that. I just want Xbox to step up to the plate. Uh, 343, not going to do it. Someone else will do it. It's competition. It drives the industry. I like the source. RRD, your super chats aren't showing you have a problem with YouTube, uh, but you asked the view that, what do you think about someone who said uh, they'd pay $150 for The Last of Us remake? You're talking about solid revs there, RRD. I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, I will not accept slander against solid <laughs> one of the ogs in this space um he did say that which means that's fine it's subjective to everyone everyone but then what that means is he can never rinse anyone else ever again for them saying i would pay this much for this game he can't come at them why would you make that statement well you can make that statement but then it's a double-edged sword. You have to future-proof your arguments, uh, in my opinion. Uh, oh, Isla says, I did see that Super Chat coming up. Apologies, then. I must have missed that. Um, and I may... I think I've covered all the Super Chats. Final topic. Uh, Saints Row. Like, this is another remake, but it's like a reboot. And I'm, I've voiced my... Well, not disdain for it, but meh for it. But IGN had um, a uh, quite, I think, the final preview of it. And that kind of changed my mind a little bit. Um, I don't know how extensive this remake is going to be, but I did see some of it. This seems like it's trying to balance the stupidity. Because in my opinion, Saints Row became too stupid. Saints Row 1 and 2, amazing games. Um they were better than I had more fun playing them than GTA 4 at the time. I was like, this is so much better. The story, I love the story so much. It took me ages to force my, force myself to complete the story in GTA 4, where Saints Row 1 and 2, I still remember some characters dying. And I was like, oh, I felt a certain way about that. Um, and then it became crazy. Just became this game is just fully on just some steroids with stupid jokes and dildo machine guns and I don't know what kind of stuff. They've obviously taken that and scaled it back down a bit. But the craziness of this, maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm just too old. But the story of this is now, they're just, you're, instead of Saints Row, used to be a crazy gang where you just kill people and they're raw. And with the first game, you actually had a proper initiation. You had to fight a group of people uh, and get the crap kicked out of you. In this game, you're a bunch of students trying to pay off student loans and shit. Man, this is like made for the millennials and Gen Z. So the tonally, I don't know if I vibe with it like it is um thing. I also retain my maintain my point about remakes, but this looks like a lot of fun though. It does look like a lot of fun despite the tone of it. But that's my view. I'll shut up now. BG, are you the are you a Saints Row fan? Is this exciting for you? Uh, the last one I I beat was three, and then oh, yeah. after that, 
they just went i mean even in three they were just completely off the wall and just went full-blown goofy and yeah. yeah after three i couldn't i couldn't take it i couldn't take oh, yeah. it anymore um Same. i'm not Same. buying this one it just it does just doesn't do anything for me um i think them releasing what is it next month in august that's yeah. when it comes out right I, august. you know nothing else comes out so i think people um are just gonna buy a lot of people are gonna buy that game simply because there's nothing else to play at the moment but yeah yeah they I, saints row because remember it didn't start out that goofy like one and two no. wasn't like that all the way not at all it's a little bit yeah. silly but it's very close yeah. to gta yeah they didn't lean all the way into it you know until like three and i think it's because they felt like they couldn't compete directly being the exact the exact type of game that gta was so they yeah. had to choose choose a different lane and they went into the lane of being a goofy game that doesn't take itself serious right yeah but it, it's it, you know like it, it just becomes less attractive to me in in that way when you're trying to lean into the goofiness and like you become that game where its identity is the game that doesn't take itself too serious and the game itself is a joke um yeah. and then they they start to use the fact that the game is a joke as as like a crutch and it, as an excuse to not have like a real story to not have you know better gameplay you know it, that's what it becomes you know and that's i don't think that's just very interesting so yeah i i'm i'm not gonna be buying this one okay fair enough fair enough each to their own what about you dutch are you a fan of saints row and the craziness Nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. Major no, it's uh, again. It's uh, the original ones, like you say, they had they had some form of story there, where you joined a gang and you were part of this part of the saints, and there was an actual story to it. And then it just got ridiculous, um, as you mentioned, with like the dubstep gun and the dildo weapons, and <laughs> ridiculous. Sick. Just like the dubstep gun was fun to see. Yeah. But other than to witness it once, then it just become ridiculous, and then there was no real point to it. Um, there is there is such thing as I think too silly in some circumstances, especially when you've got like a big open world shooting game. Like I understand, yeah. like like BG said, they're using it almost as a crutch. Look how silly we are. Look how look mm -hmm. how funny this is. Look how hilarious it's. Yeah, maybe to like some fourteen year old Twitch streamer, but not to me. Like this is. It's just asinine in some circumstances. Like a lot of the stuff's just like, oh yeah, hilarious. Like yeah. like old school comedy gags where they're like, oh, pull me finger, or that type of fun. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. And I didn't, it didn't vibe with me. I, you know, the first two games did have a sense of humor. It was a bit more raw, something I could vibe yeah. with. It's just each their own. Someone in chat says, oh, I like Goofy in my games. Y'all clearly on 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 all my wavelength and i like goofy fine. like um borderlands goofy you know where yeah. borderlands has like smart and intelligent jokes and it's it, yeah. it's not they they try to be funny but not too hard right and, yeah. and it still has good gameplay so i like More i like, like dry like dry humor yeah, in borderlands exactly. isn't it? yeah but, um but no it's you know it is and it's always the same and it's this and just cause are exactly the same to me um, I yeah. thought both of those were just too ridiculous, um, and I couldn't. I just couldn't get with them. Yeah. Like being able to just jump up and fly, like being a wingsuit, like thirty thousand feet in the air out of nothing, um, and then attach yourself to a fighter jet. Like this isn't like <laughs> it's not even something I could possibly like get with or gel with. <laughs> like it just doesn't. 
it's just not for me at the end of the day. And more again, like as I said previously, it's uh, I think it's rubbish. But anybody who enjoys it, more power to them. But yeah, <laughs> but it's not. For I know. Me. I mean. I will actually play this. I think I will enjoy it. I think the co-op experience and the gameplay looks a lot of fun to me. So I will enjoy it. Um, I also think they've kind of toned back the stupidity of uh, the later ones. So this is a nice balance. Uh, maybe the premise of it, this is how I know I've gone really old, uh, is a bit like a bit too far fetched. I've paid off my student loan, so I've done, I don't feel for you, <laughs> students in the chat. Like if you're still paying that, being through that, Took years to pay that off, but I've gone past that now. I uh, don't want to re <laughs> relive the the shock and horror of uh, the government taking my money uh, constantly. But yeah, no, so is I this will the play this. Like chasing them all the way through the game and like just trying to get yeah. the student loan. I think it's that quite clever them. though as a reboot to do it <laughs> that way, and it's a nice attempt at trying something to. It's obviously remarketing it for the current uh, core. Uh, not cool, whatever the mainstream, whatever that that demographic of the uh, eight, nineteen, or whatever, to the twenty nines or yeah, whatever. But let's see how it works. Let's see how it works. But it looks, I will definitely play it. I'm looking forward to. I had some of the funniest moments with my friend on Saints Row 3's co-op, just because of some bugs and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it's uh, not like high end life's humor. That is different kind of goofy, Jason. Um, that's that's very clever. Rick and that's Morty. very Rick and Morty. Very different, dry kind of sense of humor. Uh, but yeah, uh, Amer student loans in America is very different. I understand that. Student loans in America, I would be paying, my grandkids would be paying those student loans. You guys get shafted on those. Jeez, the cost there, as far as I'm aware, are disgusting. Asa, are you going to be playing Saints Row? Maybe. Um, not straight away. I like yeah. Volition as a studio. I liked the Saints Row games, yeah, uh, including three that was really goofy. Four went full crackdown superpowers. Um, was still quite fun, yeah. but there were better games of that type around. And yeah. this one, I don't like that publishers feel the need to reinvent successful IP for a younger audience because, mm. like, Saints Row doesn't that audience doesn't need or want Saints Row, and the audience that did like Saints Row before aren't dead yet. Like my heart's beating. Is that not good enough for you anymore? Like, why are you reinventing everything? Make new games for the kids. They'll, they'll <laughs> play your Fortnite or whatever. Um, the biggest yeah. problem I had with Saints Row, though, the the reimagining and the students and things, I'd probably be able to to like ease into that after a little while and get used to it and have a good time. But it looks very cross gen. Looks yeah. very cross gen as a game. It looks like a decent previous generation game, but it doesn't look like it's pushing any boundaries at all so i'm not in a rush to play it but I might pick it up at some point absolutely um yeah no it's it's each their own chat um if you enjoy that game boba fett i see in the chat you'll pick it up absolutely i'll pick it up just have good gameplay then it'll be good um and like you said bg the august month is going to be pretty dry anyway so i think I expect a lot of people to pick it up so that's a good uh release window that they've picked there so yeah, so yeah. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We've covered all the topics. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed the chat, if you haven't hit the like button, hit it. Don't hit the dislike button. Just don't do it. Or do if you didn't enjoy the show, but I'm sure you did, right? If you're listening to us on Apple and Google and Spotify, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and we will see you very soon. But before we do that, we have 
to say the outros. Give these gents an opportunity to market themselves and let us know if you enjoyed their takes, where to find them. BG, absolute pleasure, man. I hope you had a good time on the show uh, and tell people what's in store next for your followers. Uh, yeah, I mean, the podcast is tomorrow. So if you're interested, uh, you know, you can um, check that out tomorrow at uh, 530 uh, Eastern Standard Time on my channel, Broken Games HDR. Um, and yeah, I make videos besides the podcast, kind of just, you know, whatever happens day to day that I feel like making a video on. I'm pretty like lazy these days. I always like try to I do low I do low effort videos. I'm very honest about that. You know, I do low effort mm-hmm. videos. It's gonna not take up too much time. Easy ones, cause did a whole bunch of editing in my early YouTube days. So yeah, I'm like the one take, no editing type of guy. <laughs> so PlayStation content creators, they're all the same. It's fine. Yeah, it's very yeah, like <laughs> I'm sure all of you know Alex. Uh you know, Alex, oh no, Alex, where he's oh, like yeah. highly edited. I'm the exact opposite of that. I do no editing right. whatsoever. I'm very lazy. I do not want to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm very simple and straightforward. Cut on the camera and just talk about stuff. So, yeah, yeah, can check out my channel. It's been great. Asa, Gaz, uh, Dutch, been great, guys. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. And yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Great. It was a great conversation, especially on The Last of Us. Thank you so much for, mm-hmm. for good. And I have checked your content out. Please check out. Uh, the channel Isla, thank you as a legend. Always linking the chat, uh, the stuff in below. Dutch, Dutch, man who never rests. I, it's always a pleasure to have you on here, Mr. Boulder. <laughs> no, that I see, I can't unsee the God of War resemblance. Uh, hope you had a good time, brother. Uh, as always, as always, it's always a pleasure being on here. Um, and likewise, of course, when you guys come on my show, it's, it's always great fun. Um, always seem to link you up with with somebody, either King David or some, there's always somebody alongside yourself that echoes <laughs> the source. Yeah. <laughs> Never alone. King David is wild. That's my <laughs> spirit animal. If you bring us two together, it's always going to get messy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's always a blast. Uh, BG, pleasure. Um, mm. Great conversations today. Um, great it's great having a civil conversation as well with another playstation guy because again sometimes social media does the opposite and you end up getting into these tirades on on twitter that are unnecessary um but yeah it's a pleasure pleasure doing that of course guys asa was always um it's a little bit reserved but i understand you're a little bit still under the weather so i hope you feel better soon brother um but yeah, you can find me everywhere, of course, at Wondering Dutch. And uh, tomorrow for the uh, weekend edition of the podcast, which is more of a chill show, it's more just discussing TV series. The boys, actually, we're discussing this week. Uh, we're discussing season three um, and everything that went along with that. So that'll be fun, as well as uh, a few other gaming news articles, etc. Um, but that is at uh, 6.30 um, UK. Um, I do believe that's 2.30 Eastern um so for anybody who wants to check that out do so other than that thanks again yes absolutely um flash i have tried to get mbg on but if you want to read like tweet him out i did tweet him out public and say hey mbg do you want to come on it'd be interesting to have him on on here but yeah absolutely no gents... goes on anything <laughs> does he he doesn't go on anything does he i don't think so Just... doesn't he do a podcast with himself anyway I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> he I does. Mistaken, but do you, yeah, I think do, he does. Makes, no, he does. Which makes he no does. sense. Like, you know, like most people at least do. I, I think that guy just doesn't really want to have a conversation with anybody who can like have, you know, push against him. But I don't know. I think I, I have, I've given him <laughs> chat and not MPG comes out nowhere because you rang. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, yeah, I think he is team solo. And the longer that happens, the longer you don't engage in conversations, the longer I think um, what you've just said there, BG, is correct. So I, it's important, I feel, I don't want to hate on MBG, he's not here to defend himself, but I have come at him a few times in the source, um, and well, again, uh, that it's important to have a two-way dialogue. You shouldn't be afraid of discourse. Uh, I mean, you don't have to go appear on everyone's channel, be discerning on whose channel you want to create, but uh, want to appear on, but at least have some appetite for discussion. Otherwise, it just seems like you're out for yourself constantly. Um, but yeah, and that's why I don't like Jason Schreier, because he's just likes to shit on everyone but then he does appear on other people's shows so shouldn't he's been on my whatever. podcast like three times you should he, he doesn't he's not in he's not uh scared so you shouldn't invite him on here yeah i don't think he's scared i to think come jason on well jason tries blocked all of us but jason oh, try if you don't know we do this in a series called the source and we've made him mm -hmm. the trademark villain and i don't think he likes that so yeah uh, and we're we're very deaf comedy jam slash adult swim and we're quite raw with our humor and i don't think it rubs in the right way i've talked to the iron lords who've had him on quite a, a bit as well <laughs> it is what it is i don't care if i if it's a choice between making source videos and having jason schreier on i will continue to make him the villain because the source comes first um asa is just just like shut up gaz what are you doing um but it is what it is also chat i will say before i give asa the outro time i'm trying to do a source video a week i know i promised it but i think i've hit the magic formula i will try and do it obviously the news makes a big difference but i will try i think i can uh but let's see uh asa please do the outro please tell where the lovely people where they can find you and i hope you look better you look better and i'm i'm genuinely happy for that that's nice. Um, I also do a podcast all by myself every Thursday where nobody can argue with me and nobody can stop me talking. So if you don't think that I talk enough here, every Thursday on my little YouTube channel, I do talk for an hour and a half, two hours. Desperately need some more subscribers over there. So every single one of you, go and subscribe and invite some family members and get them on there as well. And I'll be up in no time. Um, what else is going on? Little videos and things. Some big videos coming to the main channel. I have been thoroughly convinced by someone in chat today though to completely change my stance on everything so as at gaming if you're there i agree with you gaming is a scam everybody that talks about games are scammers um I what i don't know it was one hero in chat the rest of you have been brilliant as well so thanks dutch and bg for coming and talking to us thank you everyone for stopping by and we will see you next week <laughs>